Hi guys. Welcome back to our show, Mental Myths and Mysteries. I'm Crystal. I'm Felicia. And we about to tell you about the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, it's my people, y'all. The witches or the accusers? No, people who can swim, white people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome to our podcast, Mental Miss and Mysteries. It's alright, it's okay, but you should listen anyway. Hi guys. For the holidays, Triple M is showcasing local artists from around the world. And you can check out our social media page to see art this week from Brooke Duckert. You can find Brooke on Insta at Spooky Treasure Crafts. That's all one word, Spooky Treasure Crafts. Or shop her website on Etsy at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Spooky Treasure Crafts. Support a small business and pick up a custom Christmas present or hit her up for a commission. Thanks again so much, Brooke, for sharing your art with us and being a listener. Hi, Fee. Hey, Crystal. What's up, bitch? Oh, you know. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) That's another dollar on your awkward pauses. Oh, I got to pay you a dollar each time? Yeah, I'm going to get a little bucket and sit it on our uh, podcasting desk. As a Capricorn, I'm going to tell you that bucket about to be empty. (laughs) That bucket about to be lit, and I'm going to collect from it every day before you can take my money. Every day. Every day. Every single day. I'm, I'm going to install an ATM in your room so you can withdraw a dollar for me every time. I'm never going to awkward pause again. This is it. That was the That's last it? one. That's it? Don't mess with that Capricorn money. Can't do it. It's not. It, we're not here for it. So you wanted to tell me about um, how white people swim so well? No, I wanted <laughs> to know how swimming is a white people thing. What? I have no further comments. That's no. I plead the fifth on grounds that it might incriminate me. Incriminate you? You said it first. I cannot offend my listeners. Everybody swims. Okay, we're all we all are built to float. We have lungs. We all breathe. We all float here. We all float out here. What is that from again? It float float in here. You'll all, float too. We all float in here. No, that's the it. Yes, that's what I just said. I'm just, I was in my own, we all float down here. That's what it is. Yeah. Down here. You'll float too. We all float too. Down here. Down here. Either way, I guess only white people float. Uh, If y'all have opinions about that, feel free to bring it up to Crystal. You can uh, hit us up on email at triplemcast at gmail.com. That's triplemcast at gmail.com. Preferably if you're a white person who can't swim. I want to hear your stories. Yeah, we'd love to know if your parents were not white. And maybe that's why you can't swim because you were a poor foster child. That doesn't make it better. (laughs) That's so much worse. I'm in a mood today. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what the. Hi, if you were a white kid adopted by a black family, can you swim? I I did not reference black people ever this entire conversation. I'm black. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to reference black people. They're here besides you. Can we talk about some other white black stereotypes? Like, like, uh, like what? 
I don't know. What's your favorite white stereotype? That white people do all the drugs. Like hard drugs are for white people. Hard drugs are for white people. <laughs> like heroin. Yeah. Meth. Those are white people drugs. Mm. And not even like there aren't other people on those drugs. Is this they do it for fun and then get off of it. White white people? Yeah. Like Oh, so we're like hard drug dabblers. Yeah. You're like, okay. oh, you never had meth before? I'm like, let's just do it. Some yeah. Meth real quick. See what it's like. That's uh, all the white kids I went to high school. That was their thing was doing hard drugs. Hard drugs. And what were the black kids doing? Well, it was just me and like two other people. <laughs> and we hung out together. We went to church. And you watched anime? No. No? Well, me and the other half one, but me and the other full one. Half black? Yes. Oh. So collectively. Just clarifying that Collectively, for you. our class had three black people. Okay. Because it was me, my friend, and there was two halfers. Two halfers. <laughs> so I counted them as one. Do I smell a hint of colorism in that statement? If you have to be there. I have to be there for, yeah. for you to call them halfers? No. For the shit they would say to me, so I get to say things like that. Okay. Do you want to know what my favorite black stereotype is? What? Watermelon. That's not even fair. Like, watermelon, fried chicken. It's not even the fried chicken one. It's just the watermelon one. They're delicious. And you know why it's my favorite? Why? Because, like, I never really even knew that was a thing because I grew up in the South and, and we all eat watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> Thank you. We all love watermelon. And we all put salt on our watermelon mm. and we all want black seeded watermelon and everybody grows watermelon. And if you ain't got watermelon at your summer party, then people what, are not coming are back. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. So the watermelon one is really stupid to me. I got in trouble once in high school because the girl. One of our half friends. <laughs> she came in. She's like, Felicia, I know something you're going to love. They got watermelon flavored Oreos now. And I was like. That sounds disgusting. Right. <laughs> Please do not send Felicia any watermelon Oreos in the mail because she's black. Thank That's you. gross. That's you want to send me pistachio flavored thins? Oreo thins? Pistachio flavored? Yeah. Pistachio flavored sounds lit. Anything Those pistachio so is delicious. But, um. Do you know my other favorite black stereotype that, like, I love because it is real? What? That they call Kool-Aid colors and not actual flavors. That's true. And the reason I love it is because last year when my friend Nico was visiting me, I took her out to a bar. There's this hip gay bar in downtown Tacoma, and they serve, like, these really cool mixed drinks, right? And so I'm like asking the bartender, like, what do you recommend or whatever? And so like he makes her one, he makes me one. And um, after he explained it, like what they tasted like or whatever, I was like, okay, I'll have the red drink. And she was like, okay, I'll have the blue drink. And so now when I go to bars and I'm feeling frisky, I'm like, just make me a red drink. I want the red flavored drink. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Freaking Lexi had her whole like soccer team over one day. And uh -huh. my grandma used to make these like smoothie things. They're like slushies. Yeah. And she came down to them, right? She came into the room. All her thought, they're all watching the movie. She's like, all right, you guys, we got purple and we got pink. Which one you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's not grape. It's purple drink. We got purple and pink. Or if you're from South Texas, it is cough syrup. Cough syrup? Yeah. Drink that's purple. 
is cough syrup. Like codeine? Yeah. Yeah. Those cut people? Promethazine. Yeah. Yeah. That's where um, Houston rappers got popular with chopped and screwed music, if you didn't know that. little Little Southern black culture uh, education for you there, Fee. Everybody's just trying to get high in different ways? Yeah, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. More like because it's uh, a sedative. Mm-hmm. So they like lean back. That's where the whole lean back thing came from. They're sipping on lean. And they call permethazine lean uh, because it's sedative. So it makes you want to lean over. Yeah. Where are my rubber cement sniffers at? What? <laughs> all right. You're taking it back to like eighth grade. We're not doing all that today. All right. So did you're you- telling us about the Salem witch trials? I am. Why did you pick this topic? Because I like witches. You owe me a dollar. I didn't even. Pa- that was not offered pause. That wasn't. A- that was a pause for anticipation. Bitch, you owe me a dollar. That was not. Ooh, I'm gonna cash up you that dollar. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Like fifty cents. Fifty. What? <laughs> no. Half anticipation pause. Mm. Oh, I okay. Really, I got it. I really like the movie The Crucible. Okay. And not because I like the movie at all, because if you, you took chemistry before, you know, the, the crucible things you use. So, right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I like those. You just like those. I like you the- are such a nerd. <laughs> My God. So you like the movie because of the title. Yes. But nothing else about the movie. It was kind of boring. It was actually. inspiring. Nope. <laughs> so you picked... Talking about the Salem witch trials because you like science. Yes, and also what they think the cause might have been for the actual hallucinations. Oh. Which we will talk about. So to start the story, we're going to start in January of 19... I'm sorry, 19. Yes, it happened in the 1900s. 1692. (laughs) Your dyslexia is... um, It's on point. It's doing you bad this morning. It eh? is. It's only with numbers for me. Oh, my God. My my dyslexia... Okay. (laughs) This is why we don't record in the morning. Jesus Christ. My dyslexia was really bad yesterday. I kept transposing everything. It... It, for me, it's mostly numbers or I'll just like skip whole words. Yeah. But. I mean, I've never been officially diagnosed with it, but I still think that it's like a part of my ADD. Yeah. Because I just read stuff so Super fast. quickly. Like, just I like, do everything fast. So, yeah. All right. We're going to try this again. In January of 1692. 1692. Sounds like a lovely summer. Sounds terrible. I'm sorry. It's January. <laughs> A lovely summer in Massachusetts. Sounds like a, a lovely winter. Nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece of Samuel Paris, minister of Salem Village, began having fits, including violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. Yep, I speak English. Seizures? Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm going to try not to do that because I'm sure that you're going to explain all of it at some point. I, I am. You, you got to give me time. You got to give me time. I know but you want to put. Can you please cite the article? What article are you reading? I'm reading the Salem Witch Trials from History.com. History.com. Shout out to History.com. Thank you, History.com. Okay. Go also ahead. related to the History Channel. Um, Excellent. <laughs> After a local doctor, William Griggs, diagnosed bewitchment, other girls, <laughs> he 
diagnosed I am offended that I come from the medical community that once had bewitchment as a diagnosis. <clears throat> I mean, what, what else what could the explanation be? Um, seizures. <laughs> Other young girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including Ann Putman Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubert, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. In late February, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris Caribbean slave Tachuba, uh, along Ooh. with two other women, the homeless baker Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne, whom the girls accused of bewitching them. Makes sense. She's Caribbean. So yeah, so she's uh, doing that voodoo magic. So you have the slave, the homeless lady, and an elderly woman. Who else? Who else could we blame it on? Right. <laughs> All right. The three accused witches were brought before the magistrate, Jonathan Corwin, and John Hathorne, and questioned. Even as their accusers appeared in courtroom in a grand display of spasms, contortions, screams, and writhing, though Good and Osborne denied their guilt, Tachuba confessed, likely seeking to save herself from certain conviction by acting as an informer. She claimed there were other witches acting alongside her in service of the devil against the Puritans. As hysteria spread through the community and beyond the rest of Massachusetts, a number of others were accused, including Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse, both regarding it as upstanding members of the church and community, the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good, like, and the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good? The four-year-old was accused of being a witch? I guess that's what it sounds like. I'm still stuck on the Caribbean woman saying, I'm guilty. Let me out everyone because she is a snitch. And you know where snitches end up? In stitches. No, in ditches. Oh, and I was stitches. I know. I heard you say that before. It's in ditches. In ditches? You know what? Stitches is much more PG version. And you grew up with Christian parents. (laughs) (laughs) My theory was she was a slave. And she's like, you know what? She's like, I'm going to die regardless. I'm like, taking all these people they out are me. murdering me no matter what. I'm going to try to get mine. So yeah. she's like, let me take out. You know what? She was mean to me. She spit yes, at me. Yes. She had like no other choice, right? <laughs> oh, I love her. What's her name again? Tituba. Tituba? It's Tituba by the way it's spelled. I can't like say that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of love her, but then at the same time, I'm sad that she's called out a bunch of other people to be murdered. I don't murdered. even think in the end, I don't even think she died. I think. Oh, I'm sure she didn't. If yeah. she was the number one informant, it probably made her head house slave. <laughs> Jeez. She was already cooking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Several accused witches confessed and named still others, and the trial soon began to overwhelm the local justice system. I'm sure it did. At no point was anyone around like, "Mm, maybe this isn't actually what it is. No, you know what? (laughs) Having a bunch of teenage girls be like, oh, they bewitched me. I got itches and contortions. But like some people were exhibiting actual symptoms. They were having seizures, vomiting, hallucinations. But it was because of the witches. It clearly sounds like they're drinking bad water to me. It was a professional diagnosis of bewitchment. I know. And who goes against the doctor? Right? <laughs> when clearly that's <laughs> such a medically driven diagnosis. <laughs> There's witches here. Um, in May of 19 or 1692, I want to say 1962 so bad. <laughs> 1962 was a great year. So Was yeah. it? I mean, 
I think I so. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the 60s, right? Any year in the 60s was a great year. Were they? I mean, with, by 62, was the war over? Yeah. World War II. I don't think we could vote then yet. But we could do drugs and get naked in the woods. Vietnam War was then. Oh, that was the Vietnam War. Wait, no. No, because my dad was in the Vietnam War and he was born in the 50s. And he would have been like 20 by the time the Vietnam War. That was after World War II was in the 1940s. 30s. I think, was it 40s? God, the 20s we're, were the Great Depression, right? We're bad historians. Yeah, but that was World War One. Right. And, and then, then I think World War II was in, was in the, the 40s. 30s. Was in the 30s? Because the whole 20s was the Great Depression. No, the 30s was the Great Depression. The 20s, they had the flappers. and The 20s was when the war happened, right? World War I. 1911. Oh, my God. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to know the answer to all of that when we have our next recording. Or, or you guys can just spoon feed us that information. No, I'm pretty sure it was the 40s. Oh, my gosh. Let's go ahead. She probably right, wrong. <laughs> it probably started in 1932, and then America wasn't involved until the 40s. Anyways, <laughs> basically, 1962 was a great year. And yeah. continue. <laughs> the newly there was still segregation. The new, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, ordered the establishment of a special court of Oyer, which means to hear, and Terminer, which means to decide. On witchcraft, on witchcraft cases for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties. This okay. spread counties. Mm-hmm. It didn't just stop in Salem. Wow. Presided over by judges including Hawthorne, Samuel Seawall, and William Stoughton, the court handed down its first conviction against Bridget Bishop on June 2nd. She was hanged eight days later in what would become known as Gallow Hill in Salem Town. God. Five more people were hung that July five in August and eight more in September. In addition, seven others were accused. Seven other accused witches died in jail while the elderly Giles Corey, Martha's husband, was pressed to death by stones after he refused to enter a plea at his arraignment. Wow. Yeah. So there was a male witch. Yes. Wow. I want to hear some more details of what the accusations were. I, I know, like, I know the old sayings like they would throw them in the water and if they could swim they were witches but i don't really remember much more than that and it sounds like from the beginning of this story it's just the teenagers saying they did something to me like is that all it took or what they couldn't explain why these girls were having these violent reactions that came out of nowhere so they were like this is the devil at work and it's kind of the why i chose this story for our podcast is because it's the I can't find the word I'm trying to use, but it's what mass hysteria and group thinking. Right. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. where so many things happen that people can't explain and they found right. one thing they could grab onto and just blame it on stuff. Right. To which it. is what happens with crime all the time and people getting wrongly accused in prisons and the whole system. But I'm curious to know, like, <laughs> Because most of the Wiccans that I know, New Age Wiccans nowadays, they like really regard these people as, you know, part of the witch community. And they do things, you know, to kind of honor their honor their deaths. 
But it would be tragic to find out that the none of these people that were accused were actually practicing any kind of witchcraft whatsoever. And like, okay, so I understand that and to build up on that too. This happened a lot in that day where people would be accused of being a witch. It's mostly women who had power, women who were making their own money, women what who owned the land. Shit? This yes. is some patriarchal shit. It is. What? It's a thing. I can't remember the particular story, but I remember learning about a lady who. Oh my god! Of course, made her own beer. It was somewhere in Europe. She was she was known for being a brewer, but because she was a woman known in that field, making more money than the men in that field, <laughs> they, they had to take her out. They accused her of being a witch Holy and burned her shit. at the stake. Man, and there's a lot of different things surrounding um, the town of Salem that started with child. I'm gonna read an excerpt from the article from history.com it says belief in the supernatural and specifically in devil's practice of giving certain humans witches <laughs> the power to harm others in return for their loyalty had emerged in europe as early as the 14th century and was widespread in colonial new england in addition the harsh realities of life in rural puritan communities of salem village at the time included the after effects of the British War with France and the American colonies in 1689. A recent smallpox epidemic, fears of attacks from neighboring Native American tribes, and a long-standing rivalry with the more affluent communities of Salem Town. Wait, so what are they saying? That it just became a thing because people were in fear about all kinds of stuff going on? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I think I remember, like, I guess it's kind of just like a common thing in shows about witches or movies about witches. And it's that women can use it as a tool to scare people to like leave them alone. So it's almost like a really good defense mechanism, right? Right. If you can convince people that you have these powers to like, you know, put a curse on them or whatever, they're going to leave you alone, right? They're going to be scared to murder you, rape you. I don't think take so. Take advantage though. of you. I like, think it was. I'm. Did I show you that TikTok? No. <laughs> There's this guy who makes these like historical hit TikToks and it's mostly, they're not historical, like on the nose. They're just like little comedian things. But he does this one where she's like, you kill. He's like, I killed Rebecca for being a witch last week because I was bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think the women would use it like as a as a way for to protection. protect themselves, yeah. right? Like no. I, I think initially maybe, but then at some point they started killing witches or any woman who felt empowered. Look at Jonah Ark. She was burned. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I No, I agree with the theory that they're definitely like using witchcraft as an excuse to get rid of powerful women. But I think that women probably in the beginning, the reason that witchcraft became such a big deal was because they were using it as a defense mechanism. Also, riches are just real. Yeah, I get that. So uh, anyway, what happened next? All right. So there was actually a person who his name was Cotton Mathers. And he had, Cotton? He, was, he was a respected minister. Cotton? Cotton. Like what you make clothes out of? Like have you watched King of the Hill? Oh, yes. His name was Cotton. Uh, is there a Cotton character on that That's show? That's Hank's dad. Oh, man. I Cotton Hill. I don't even remember Hank's dad. Oh. All right, go he ahead. He had no shins. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. So Cotton Mathers, he was a respected minister in 
Massachusetts, which was known as Salem at the time. Right. Had warned, have warmed, have warned of Wait, the- wait, wait, wait. Sorry. The whole state of Massachusetts was named Salem? Yes. Oh, wow. I don't know this story very well at all. Me neither. So, we Salem is not a town in Massachusetts? Salem was like the, the area. One of and the there 13 was, colonies or whatever? Yes. Okay. And there was different counties within Salem that were having witch problems. Oh, got it. All right. Keep going. So, Cotton Mather had warned of the dubious value of spectral evidence or testimony about dreams and visions. His concerns went largely unheeded during the Salem witch trials. Increases Mathers, president of Harvard College, and Cotton's father. His name was Increase. So Cotton's father's was Cotton's father's name was Increase. Spell that. I N C R E A S E. No way. Increase Mather. That is not a name. Cotton Mather and Increase Mather. That is nuts. Inc- that sounds like a name a Capricorn would give their child. Grow, increase. <laughs> ridiculous. Stock market. <laughs> yes, exactly. What in the absolute Capricorn happened there? So, Increase Mather, president of Harvard College and Cotton's father, okay. later joined his son in urging that the standards of evidence for witchcraft must be equal to those of any other crime. This sounds like they're developing whole witchcraft philosophies in order to enforce the law. What? They're like, if you don't have enough evidence for witchcraft, what are you doing? Stop murdering people needlessly at the stake? Yeah, yes. I think there definitely needs some some laws that say that. I don't think it should have came from increase in cotton matter. <laughs> no. <laughs> they both sound very racist. <laughs> sound fake. <laughs> it would be, Okay. Witchcraft must be equal to those of any other crime, concluding that it would be better that 10 suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned. I agree with that. I agree with that in regards to the death penalty as well. That if everyone escapes the death penalty instead of one person being condemned wrongly? Maybe I don't agree with that. I'll let you say it again. Let me phrase that. Ten people. I don't know. Ten criminals. Twin hardcore. Well, nine hardcore criminals. One innocent person. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I lost where I was. I mean, but you got to think about it. That's a good parallel to me. Because they were so afraid of witches back then that it would be just like us being afraid of letting a murderer back on the street. I don't even think. Well, a murderer doesn't. A murderer doesn't murder everyone he sees. Yeah, but, like, witches have this all-knowing power to just, like, take your life in an instant, right? In these people's minds, because they're so freaking paranoid. These people needed TikTok. They were bored. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's the whole reason. They needed something to do, okay? (laughs) I feel like it's a good parody, though. It is. It is. Would you be afraid if a murderer was out on the street? I mean, there's murderers on the street every day. Right now. There's, like, one in ten people you meet is a murderer or some weird, like... Well, I mean, I actually, you know, I have a segue into this as an experience because I've worked in corrections as a nurse and I've taken care of murderers before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I definitely would be concerned after being on those side of the bars to have people back on the street. Yeah, certain murderers, certain people. Certain, but then there's some who are just like, oh, yeah, I killed my wife, but... 
it's because she was tripping. And, like, he wouldn't kill everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, they say most murders are crimes of passion, right? Like, right. Most people are not sociopathic. They're not premeditated. Um, most murders are isolated events. There's a lot of people that are in jail for murdering people in an effort to uh, protect others. Right. But they still go to jail for murder because, you know, we don't just have the right to do that. So, And in certain situations and circumstances. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome back to your regularly scheduled programming where Felicia does not get murderously scared by someone outside of our window in the dark. <laughs> he just popped up out of nowhere. Yes. You, yes. Can't, you can't do that to me. I, I'm... I get, I'm very, um, not fidgety, but I'm frightened easily. Thank you, Barn, for um, scaring her like that. You've now made your way onto our show. So if that was your goal, I'm sure you'll be listening to this next week. And uh, don't ever scare us again out the window. Not that, pleasant. That was frightening. Especially when we're talking about the Salem witch trials. And okay. murderers. We were talking yeah. about murderers. Yeah. Too much, too much. All right. Where were you at in this story? Please continue. Okay, so... <laughs> So, increase in Cotton Mather. (laughs) Can't forget about them, too. Amid waning public support for the trials, Governor Phipps dissolved the court of Oyer and Terminer in October and mandated that its successor disregard spectral evidence. Okay, wait. That was a mouthful. What did you just say? Governor Phipps of Massachusetts terminated both courts he had set up for the same witch trials because remember there were so many witches coming oh, in. Oh, he set up specific courts for it and now he's terminated those courts. They no longer exist. Because of the the Mather boys. And we can't, we, we can no longer murder people without actual physical evidence. Yeah, spectral evidence Got isn't it. a thing. Spectral is the word they're using to mean physical evidence, I'm assuming. Spectral being like a spirit element Stuff that you can't see. Spectral. Oh, he's saying you can no longer use spectral. spectral Okay, got it. Trials continue with dwindling intensity. Yeah, they still had trials, though. With dwindling intensity until early 1693. We're still in the 1960s? We're still in the 1960s. Oh, my gosh. All right, 1693. Got it. And by that, Mayfips had pardoned and released all those prison on witchcraft charges. Oh, so they didn't murder all of them. They, no. They imprisoned some. Like, yeah, they imprisoned... Like, I'm pretty sure Tituba made it through this whole trial. Rat people out. Okay. So, does it say where they decided who got murdered? Or were they just randomly murdering people in the very beginning and then it kind of got under control and they stopped they killing people? They had people in prison and they had people hung or stoned or drowned or pressed. Okay. But who gets prisoned and who gets murdered? I mean, as who ha- whoever has more spectral evidence. Oh, okay. So the crime is worse that they're causing damage. Okay, I guess that makes or sense. Or just like, it, it, there was different courts in different counties, so it could have been a county-to-county basis or mm, okay. whoever the judge was at the time. Mm. In January of 19... 19- of 1697, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting for the tragedy of the Salem witch trials. Oh, it's like Nazi Germany. Right. Wow. The court, or sorry, the court later deemed the trials unlawful and the leading justice Samuel Sewall publicly apologized for his role in the po- process. Oh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> 
The damage Christ. to the community lingered. However, even after Massachusetts colonies passed legislation restoring the good names of the condemned and providing financial restitution to their heirs in 1711. Wow. Yeah, they got restitution. Restitution. Slaves even get that. <laughs> oh, snap. Indeed, the vivid and painful legacy of the Salem witch trials endured well into the 20th century. Mm. Now, that's the end of this article from History.com, giving you a brief explanation of what the Salem witch trials were. Okay, which, are you about to get into something else? I'm about to get into... Oh, we're about to get into What it. may have been the cause for the girls... For the girls having seizures? Yes. Mm, I'm so interested. Please enlighten me. All right, so in 1976, we're actually in the 1900s this time. Oh, mm-hmm. Dr. Linda Caporel of Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute found evidence that supported the latter hypothesis. Caporel proposed that perhaps the brief and intense illness suffered by so many of the challenged people were not bewitchment, but rather ergotism. Autism? Ergot. Ergotism? Ergotism. Yeah, whatever that means. Okay, so this is why I'm so interested in this. Ergot is a mutation or it's basically a bacteria or a mold Mm -hmm. that grows on wheat products. Ergot. Ergot. Okay. So it was said... That's the mold on bread? The mold on bread. It's called ergot. (laughs) Well, this is a type of mold on bread. One type of mold. It was said that the winter before or the summer before was really rainy and wet and like fall has started earlier. So 19, Mm -hmm. sorry, 1691, that harvest... Mm-hmm. had been compromised because of the weather. So the wheat was moldy. The wheat was moldy. Ooh, that moldy, dirty wheat. <laughs> that moldy, dirty wheat. How dare it. Why are you doing this to the wheat? So. That wheat was not for the weak. But um Oh, you know, I always forget to use this drums button. The but um Oh, wait, I gotta turn it up. Hold on. Oh, we got buttons. So basically, the the symptoms of ergotism. Symptoms. Symptoms. We did discuss how we were going to put her in enunciation classes for the show. I'm going to speech therapy. (laughs) (laughs) In her mid-20s. In her mid-20s. It's going to work out. (laughs) It's. 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 I think that counts as 50 cents because that was like a lull but with noises. But it wasn't silence. I know. But you, it was... cha- you can't be changing the rules. You filed as bad as the kids. <laughs> Actually, this is how we play Uno. This is, no, that's not the rule. This is the rule. <laughs> this is the rule now. All right. Don't put a curse on me. Tell me the rest of the story. <laughs> so, some of the symptoms of ergotism. Great job. Thank oh my you. God. You're amazing. <laughs> Includes delusions, Ooh. hallucinations, Ooh. seizures, Ooh. shaking, Ooh. different for some reason, vomiting, Ooh. Um, being like having a fever, Ooh. flu like being like having a fever, <laughs> flu like symptoms, Ooh. stuff that witches cause. 
Oh. That's in the official diagnosis of ergotism. Hmm. I'm going to have to recall if I've ever caused flu-like symptoms <laughs> since so many people refer to me as witch. <laughs> so they presumed that the rye bread people were eating in the community. Ooh, rye bread is delicious. It is. It is. I like sourdough better. Mm, I like marbled rye. That's the kind we used to serve at my deli. Oh, marbled rye. With a little with a little bit of seed in it. Mm. I like the marbled rye from Arby's. And you get the, um, what's the one? The Reuben? Yes. Oh. 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 <laughs> anyway. All the right. Puritan. The rye made the bitches writhe. Oh, my God. Let's do it again. <laughs> yes. The rye made the Bitches rive? Oh my gosh. I am so done. So, ergotism, also known as St. Anthony's Fire. <laughs> oh, I've heard that one. So, you've heard St. Anthony's Fire? Ain't that a movie or a song or something? I don't know. No, that's St. Elmo's Fire. Like, da 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 da. <laughs> I don't know. I'll play it for you later. <laughs> Causes severe convulsions. Mm. Muscle spasms, mm. delusions, mm. the sensation of crawling under the skin. Ooh. And in extreme cases, gangrene of the extremities. Damn. Severe hallucinations can also be a symptom. Mm. As lysergic acid is the substance. Lysergic. Lysergic yeah. acid is a substance from which the drug LSD is synthesized. That's correct. These symptoms were the same as those shown by the accused in Salem. Oh, they was tripping balls. They were tripping so mostly young girls. Young girls tripping balls. His immune systems had not fully developed, leaving them success susceptible to disease such as ergotism. Man, I feel like if the medical profession has failed me in education, because I have never heard that term in my entire life. Ergotism? ergotism? You heard St. Am- oh, St. Elmo, never mind. I guess um, so-and-so ergot discovered the mold. Or something. So, something. You didn't research that? No. Yeah. That's I another thing. This part. We're going to need our listeners to spoon feed to us. <laughs> Who discovered ergotism? And have you grown LSD on your own bread at home? Yeah. Are we growing LSD bread? Who has access to LSD bread? Um, we can get a P.O. box set up so we can get some LSD bread. Preferably keto. <laughs> wow. We need some keto LSD bread shipped straight to us. That's going to help me keep my nursing license. Taking LSD publicly on the internet. It's ergot, though. So technically... I'm testing ergotism. You're testing... I can tell them it's a research project. Research project about the Salem witch trials. People would love that. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm not going with that. (laughs) The village doctor being religious and... So the theory goes, unaware of ergotism as a disease, attributed this strange symptom to a known evil, witchcraft. Hmm. He claimed that the girls had fallen victim to the evils of witchcraft and the girls went along with it. I really want to get on a religion soapbox right now. Go for it. I am so, like, tempted to go off on a religious soapbox, but I'm not going to do it. You want to do it. I want to, but I'm not going to. Just give us three minutes. Three minutes of my religious soapbox. Oh Damn. no! I mean, this is this just alludes to the science. 
I'm just so excited to use these buttons. I, I never use I them. I should have changed them to where they were blank. So you would just I be pressing nothing. <laughs> I never use them when we record and I'll probably never do it again. But this is the one time. If you happen to be listening to the show tonight, congratulations that you got to be a part of the button usage episode. Because it's probably not going to happen again. The Crystal Gone Wild but Felicia is the same one episode. Yeah. That yeah. never happens. <laughs> exactly. I hate it here. <laughs> Well, right. Science. Whatever I was saying about science. You're talking about your religious soapbox. Oh, yeah. Okay. So religion, basically, it it all boils down to that exact same thing. Where we use religion as an excuse to explain what we're scared of. That science could easily explain. And or what we think is amazing. I.e. miracles that science, for the most part, can explain. Uh, but the biggest problem being that we then use those excuses through religion to persecute people. And that's what happened here. Clearly. It did. So. It did. Like the Spanish Inquisition. No one expected it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it so was that's a- really sad. But I guess at least they paid reparations. And, and they usually don't do that. They yeah. usually don't pay reparations to people they have harmed no. over years. Through. And swimming. It's so bizarre to me that they thought swimming was a witchcraft behavior. Because they didn't have luxuries. As, like, swimming. I mean, but humans have been swimming for hundreds of thousands of years, right? It wasn't like, swimming. It was floating. Like, they would tie a rock to them. And if they sunk, they weren't a witch but if they didn't sink with the rock tied to them they were that was the thing they were i want to hear the science behind that they were okay if there's a big enough rock involved that everyone should i mean just short of holding breath in your lungs right which is how we all float like a dead man in the pool or whatever like just short of that what does body mass like water displacement or something have to do with whether people would sink or not because there's a scientific explanation for it I'm right certain there wouldn't and it wasn't a thing like people were swimming a lot of people were drowning because they had rocks tied to them and so they were dying anyway and they weren't witches like oh man this wasn't a witch but they did now <laughs> Wow. That was the thing. It wasn't like to see if you could swim or float. It was like, we'll tie you down with heavy objects. And if you float, you're a witch. But if you drown, you weren't a witch. This this story is so triggering for me. I had no idea it was going to be so triggering. But I'm <laughs> triggered on so many levels. I am triggered for my spiritualistic witch sisters. I am triggered for black people in America and the judicial system. I'm triggered for females and the patriarchal system. Like I am just all the all the way around. It triggered. is so many things. And so in that thing of like you, everybody uh, contributes or they're a part of this religion because it's a Puritan town. So everybody's going to believe what the minister says. Everybody's going to believe what the doctor says because they're people of authority who also share their religious beliefs. That reminds me of a great meme that I saw earlier today, and it was like a picture divided with a big wall. And on the right side of the wall, there was a bunch of like mansions and beautiful cars and whatever. And on the left side of the wall, it was like people living in poverty and tents or whatever. And the right side was like the pastors of the world. And the left side was like their congregation. (laughs) I was like, 
Wow, that's so accurate. And then I found out that Joel Olstein drives a freaking Ferrari. Yeah, or Joel Olstein got oh money. Oh my god! Dude. All those uh, um, televised televangelists do. Pastors, man, they got to be like the ultimate narcissist. What did, you remember, Creflo Dollar? Yes. And what happened to him? Well, yeah, because I'm from Dallas. Oh yeah. Yeah, Creflo Dollars, Dallas, man. Yeah. And like, oh, it was a whole ordeal. His little scandal. They all have scandals. It's yeah, weird. They do. So is that the rest of your story? Well, I was just beginning to say that the trials ended in 1693 because there was a new batch of wheat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> getting symptoms anymore jesus there was new there was a new um what is it called new season of what is it new harvest Harvest, a new harvest can you imagine how many times throughout history a story like a story like this has been echoed like where unexplained things have suddenly just become doesn't that just make you so thankful for the level of science that we have access to now but think about it we still are stuck in this country in group thought I mean, yeah, we're all freakishly, especially with the media and stuff. But I'm just thankful that science is there to try to explain most things. Like, without DNA technology, how many of us would have been, like, sitting on death row for no reason and everything else. So thank you, science. This episode is dedicated to fucking science. That's a sci-fi sound. Yeah. science fiction fucking science (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying we yes science has improved the way we do things but we still are stuck in that group mentality that big like protest not protest but when we all get together and just like judge something yeah based on like no real knowledge but everybody else feels this way i think i think if you look at group mentality only one way though you're doing yourself a disservice because essentially group mentality is bad if there's too much of it but it's also necessary it is necessary because if we didn't have some level of the ability to come together as a group we wouldn't be able to make major changes like we do so everybody's got to get angry about some and currently for me that's racial injustice Racial injustice. <laughs> wow. The black girl is less angry about it than that. I'm not that angry. <laughs> I'm know. more angry. That's because you're a Republican. I'm not a Republican. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> First of all, don't have the people out here thinking I'm a Republican. I just all understand right. more issues. All okay. Right. As long as you're not a Puritan, I guess you get away with it. Right. I'm, this not, I'm not burning witches at the stake. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm not burning Democrats sure at the stake. there's some people you want to burn at the stake. Never. Never. Never, ever. Well, anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed our story on the Salem Witch Trials. Thanks, Fee, for showing up. Thank you for having me. Getting it done. Getting it done. If this- you guys uh, want to see some cool pictures from our story today, you can hit us up on social media on Facebook at Mental Myths and Mysteries. We'll show you some witches drowning or something. You yeah, know? you know, you never know. And uh, on Instagram at Mental Mysteries. You can find us on YouTube at Mental Myths and Mysteries Podcast. We're also on Pandora. And uh, if you would love to shoot us some cool mental health stories you'd like us to share, you can give us an email at triplemcast at gmail.com. That's T R I P L E 
M-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to bringing you some more content on Friday. Friday. We go live every Monday and Friday. Mondays are our long story and uh, Fridays, Fridays are our myth stories. No. Mayhem stories. <laughs> I'm going to get that right. She's going to uh, get it right. It's a, It's been a long recording session long recording session (laughs) lots of things happen in between anyway uh we hope that you enjoyed this and if you're struggling out there you're hitting up your therapist or somebody um luckily i don't have to say this story that if you're a witch you're hiding from people who persecute you because that doesn't happen as much anymore as much as much i have to say that um but so mode it be to all my witches out there and um we'll see you later have a good night guys good night bye for the holidays triple mcast is showcasing local artists from around the world and you can check out our social media page to see art this week from becky haney you can find becky on her instagram at becky underscore haney that's b-e-c-k-y underscore h-a-n-n-e-y Support small businesses and pick up a custom Christmas present or hit her up for a commission. Thanks again, Becky, for sharing your art with us and being a listener.